yo, yo. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, what's up, guys? We are uh, doing our first episode right now for the Caffeine Podcast. Oh, I'm yeah, Key. called it that. Mitchell. And uh, we don't know what the fuck we're doing, but we're going to jump straight into this shit. We did actually prepare a little bit, believe it or not. I, I know. I know. It's crazy. It was right before, though. It literally was right before. Literally, procrastination is key and with this with this shit. Or in this case, procrastination is key. <laughs> I hate you so much. Oh, man. <laughs> so, we're going to get into something that we... Uh, we decided uh, to make this first episode uh, pretty much we're going to talk about a lot of stuff like gear wise that you might want if you're trying to go um, in, uh, if there's an emergency situation, whether that means if you're, you know, bugging in or bugging out for you guys that don't know what those terms mean. Like if something happens, you know, and you want to stay in the same the same area that you're in and uh, you want to kind of you know, be uh, in your own house. That's called bugging in. Bugging out is when you make plans to uh, get out of where you're at. A lot of times, you know, when shit happens, you know, you're it's you against your neighbors. Yeah. Realistically, though, like the grand majority of people, especially in like um, like metropolitan suburban areas are going to try and bug in, you know, because there's going to be way too many people like Let's just say even like 10% of the population tries to get the hell out of the city. Like, that's a lot of people on the freeway, you know? And the only way in and out of the city is the freeway. So. Yeah, I mean, you you could try staying where you're at, but you're, in most situations, that's not going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, people... it, it really is situational dependent. I mean, like, if it's a natural disaster because of, like, a hurricane because you live in, like, you know, the Gulf of Mexico, then bugging in might not be the best idea yeah don't live in the gulf of mexico whatever you do <laughs> just don't live in the gulf of mexico like any of the southern states try to avoid the gulf you know what i mean if like, you live in a place where you have to worry about tornadoes hurricanes just and leave. like freeze overs all in the same area see this is why i just, never just you're living in the wrong why place i never understood poverty <laughs> just leave you live in an area that's poor get out of there I don't understand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why would you make $12 an hour when your yearly expenses are about $12,000 when you could make 17 an hour and your living expenses are 30000 a year? You now, know? Now, hold on That makes minute. way more sense in my opinion. Here's, here's the problem is that people get stuck in the situation that they're in and they feel like there's no way out. But even though I am joking about that, you can leave. You can go wherever you want in the country. I know it's crazy, but van like, life is very trendy nowadays. Ah, uh, shit, dude! I even made a van, and I like to view. It's not myself really Pinterest worthy though, as a but that's okay. Yeah, it's a piece of shit van, <laughs> but I've taken it a lot of places. Okay, it gets you from point A to point B, and it has everything you need in it plus a bed. And that actually is a good segue into what we're about to talk about because, uh. One of the things that um, you're going to run into is if you are bugging out, if you're getting out of town, you're going to need transportation, right? So yep, yep. what what are the options? I mean, I have a shitty Chevrolet Astro van. Goddamn Astro van. It's a Chevrolet. 
Chevrolet. An Astro Man Chevrolet. Chevrolet. If you're Australian, just say Chevrolet. Anyways, pronounce the hard T. It's an Astro Van, and I'm kind of pissed off because the Astro Vans a year later came out in all-wheel drive, but my particular year, I believe mine's a. 98 or maybe maybe it did come out that year but mine's not an all-wheel drive and Ooh, i kind of wish excuse. that i had an all-wheel drive astrovan excuse point two. Oh my god dude it's the seltzer dudes making me gassy dude you have you're drinking seltzer you're drinking oh i'm drinking I, i'm drinking ip gay ip gay <laughs> anyways so <laughs> about transportation <laughs> If you get, if you need to leave, what are your options? Um, you've got your options are what you have, and what do you have, Mitchell? What do you have, Mitchell? Let's talk about your car. No, because I'm gonna nerd out and talk about it for like the entire podcast. We got all the time. Okay, it's a 2010 Tacoma 4x4 six-speed manual, and uh, I mainly wanted to get it. Oh, with the six-foot bed. I sacrificed a foot of cab space for a foot of bed space so I could sleep back there. Oh, my God. It sucks trying to drive with this guy. It's the if worst. If you have more than two people in the car, yeah. Especially if they're over 5'6". If every, like, if the passenger and the person sitting behind the passenger are both 5'8", or I'll just say 5'8". 5'8", or over. That's why you got to take those shorties with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to take shoddy with you. Shoddy. Shoddy like Stop. a melody in my I knew truck. You're gonna do that. <laughs> it's a four by four. Ain't gonna get stuck. <laughs> na 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 na. Every day. <laughs> anyway, we're um, gonna teach you how to bug out today. I mean, ideally, this is just my uh, line of thinking. If you have a four by four, that's ideal. If you have a four by four with a locker, that's like best case scenario. Um. So a little bit of mansplaining, a differential locker is when um, it's either manual or with a button. But basically what it does is it locks up your axle, usually your rear axle because it's a straight axle. Because a, uh, a lot of cars nowadays have an independent front suspension. So wait, anyways, can you explain, uh, can you explain the axles? Okay, so on the Tacoma, for example... You could have okay. Let's just say on a on a Toyota Land Cruiser, those are, um, they have a solid rear axle and a solid front axle, so they're both straight axles. Um, it's a straight axle axles are a lot better for um, if you're doing gnarly shit, and if it breaks, if your axles break uh, under a lot of stress, then they're a lot easier to repair. Um, they can basically take a lot more of a beating than IFS, but the thing with IFS. Uh, independent front suspension is that it's a lot nicer of a drive up front. Um, but so, but in a, in a bug out situation, what would be your? Yeah, I just went on a whole other tangent. No, that's okay. Like, what oh. would be the the correct axle uh, to use? What, what would what would be the recommended if you I mean, needed to go? It really overlanding? just it really just depends on your area and your level of comfort slash how hard do you think you're going to ride your car? So, okay. So we're, we're based like around the LA area. Um, I mean, we're like in orange County, but you know, pretty much the same shit. So like if I'm, uh, trying to get out of my suburban area, you know, but I know that I'm going to have to probably get around some cars. Cause here's the thing, guys, if a major emergency happens, 
there's going to be cars in the road. And a lot of times, depending on the situation, there might be a lot of road closures. So you can't bank on the freeway to be open for you. Like the, the main proactive thing to do would be as soon as you hear the news of something potentially happening, you get out then instead of waiting until it's too late. But like a perfect example, you know, if it's a government thing and I don't want to sound like one of those like tinfoil hat, yeah, Dudes. conspiracy theorists. But, you know, you never know. Let's say the government cracks down. I mean, the down. CIA has proved conspiracy theorists right way more times than they've proven them wrong. So, Hey, just saying, man. it's It's been happening throughout history where the government turns on its people. You know what I mean? It's not that far-fetched. But let's just hypothetically say we have that kind of situation and martial law is enacted and you got to get out of Dodge, right? I mean, you're not taking your car very far. You get what I'm saying? Well, you so, got to have a place to go, too. That brings us to our next topic. You have to have a place to go. Where's your place to go? I mean, I know, like... I mean, we weren't quite done with the four-wheel drive thing, but... That's okay. We'll, we'll get... We'll, we'll come back to that. We'll circle... God damn it! <laughs> Fuck! It's all an encompassing discussion. <laughs> no, we'll, we're, we're a little ADD. I mean, you know... We have these notes in front of us, and it's funny because, like... We're going completely out of order right now. Yeah, this is... I think transportation we were, was yeah. actually, like, the fourth thing on the list. Yeah, we were supposed to start with food and water, and then... But I saw a anyway. segue, and I took it. Can you blame me? He saw the seg. I saw an opening, and I... I saw a seg, and I took the seg, bro. <laughs> Shit. So, anyway... <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> where is your... Where is your location? Uh, you gotta have a plan. You know, you gotta have a plan. Are you getting out of the city? If you get out of the city, what are you going to do? Are you just going straight to the desert, like in the middle of fucking nowhere? Dude, it's no literally a Red Dawn situation. We're just going to go to the last gas station we run into, and the guy's going to be super chill and give us all of his canned goods. And then we're yeah. just going to go out into the <clears throat> forest. Nice. Thanks. And uh, we're just going to kill a bunch of deer and um, fight over who gets to kiss the girl. Let me just tell – oh, we already did that. But let me just tell you uh, – <laughs> Let me just tell you, if your plan is to mooch off of other people, you're wrong and you're going to die. Um, there's this guy I watch on, um, on YouTube a lot. Whenever I have downtime at work, his, uh, his YouTube handle is Bear Independent. I think his name is T or something like that. I forget his actual name, but he goes by Bear and Mr. T. Mr. T. No, he's actually white. I the fool. He's white. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So uh, he has a lot of uh, a lot of resources and a lot of videos talking about preparedness, and um, he could talk about this stuff with a lot more authority because he has an entire channel based around it. You know. So. Yeah, and you know, actually, just a little segue. I think it would be kind of cool um, to talk about some some people that uh, we like to watch um and get info from for those of you i mean not canadian prepper not that dude yeah fuck that guy first of all he's from canada i mean who the fuck needs to prepare in canada god dude they already took like all their guns anyway literally like okay cool. universal health care you can do bushcraft great <laughs> that's cool but can you fucking legally hunt a deer no you can't because you don't have a fucking gun no they can legally hunt there but you know what i'm saying like, I think it's only like piston driven semi-automatic guns because there's like a weird thing with like 
AR-15s, but yeah, like I mean, AR-18s, which are the same platform, this, just piston-driven, not direct the sad impingement. The part is that there's so much open land in Canada, but you can't fucking use it for anything gun-related. It's ridiculous. Unless but, you want to run into a Sasquatch or like, I don't like, know, a skinwalker or something. Some of the guys that uh, that uh, are cool, you know, especially for like, you know, if you're interested in like gun training, um, T-Rex Arms, Luke, Lucas Botkin, he's awesome for that i mean he dedicated like his business to training people which i think is dude the guy literally became what he wanted to see on social media which is really fucking cool i mean he's not like a military guy you know he's some skinny white kid from (laughs) the midwest you know what i mean and he literally uh... lives off of rain and sushi (laughs) rain not rain as in like the droplets of rain coming from the sky but the fucking energy drink yeah he literally and you know Maybe we do, too. I mean, we are the caffeined podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mostly coffee. Hot yeah. bean water with some cream. I love cream in my mouth. Yeah, so anyways. <laughs> but Lucas Botkin and, um, you know, another guy that I like for, for anything gear-related or anything um, tactical-related is uh, Garand Thumb. I mean, these are pretty obvious for some of you that are listening to our <laughs> podcast right now but for the people that have never heard of those those guys just just look them up watch a few of their videos um another thing that we like to do i mean at least i do i think mitchell's probably on the same page here but we uh we watch youtube and we look up stuff that we're interested in a lot of this stuff is interesting to watch like especially if you look up bush bushcraft videos uh you can learn how to make stuff out of the materials around you in the woods or if you're in a different environment let's say uh, like you're in the desert and you ha- need to learn how to survive. Dude, I learned from this one guy who just went on a solo survival trip in the desert that he's just some YouTuber and he just does survival trips. You know, he goes out there with like a knife and like maybe a uh, gallon of water and he has to make that last him. And of course, he always runs out of water. You know what I mean? And he has to figure out where the closest water source is. And this is something I learned from him. You can actually go if you're in the desert. You try to get to the highest peak you can. So obviously desert is mostly flat, but there are mountains and like rocks and the temperature changes as you uh, uh, raise your elevation. So if you can find like um, rocks and, and mountains, what happens is uh, there is rainfall that happens a few times a year, very rarely in the desert, but a few times a year. And there are little crevices and pools uh, within uh, these mountain areas that the water uh, goes to. Uh, like, I think there was one in... He did, like, a video of him surviving in Death Valley for, like, a week. And, of course, there's no fucking what? water anywhere in Death Valley. So all he had to do was get up to the top of this, um, kind of like this peak. It wasn't, like, a super high mountain or anything. But he climbed up there. He scaled some rocks. And he kind of went over this one rock and he went, he looked down and there was a whole pool of water. Granted, it was disgusting, right? Dude, how much water did he drink before like doing all of this shit though? See, that's I've, the thing. You, you never really know. In, when we did Telescope Peak in Death Valley, I felt like I was chugging down water like every 10 steps. You know, like we were, we were almost, well, I was almost out of water, if not out of water by the time we reached the peak, you know, and I have like a three liter bladder Dude. in my bag, so. It's crazy, man. That Maybe I'm just a pussy. <laughs> well, you could say that again. <laughs> Ditto. What? 
Oh, no, I was waiting for you to say that you're a pussy again. Oh. But I guess, you know. Oh, I, th- I thought you were saying <laughs> ditto. Ditto. Didar. Hey, there's a there's a girl named Dido. You guys should look her up. She's a good musician. Anyways. Dido. Uh, <laughs> Dido. So, yeah, you know, you hike up to the – you find you go to a higher elevation, and, you know, usually you can find a little bit of water. You, as a matter of fact, you have an insane – uh, chance of finding water at a higher elevation than you do lower elevation desert. So that's something I learned just from watching a YouTube video. I would have never, ever known that, you know, in a million years. I mean, it seems self-explanatory if you're listening to me talk about it now, but it isn't. Trust me. You don't think about these things until it's too late. Um, that applies to a lot of things, though, too. Oh, man. I mean, we're going to go through some of this stuff right now. Um, so we, we talked about transportation. We talked about... Um, we kind of talked about bugging out. We only talked about like the concept, not really like what you would need to go on it. Cause I mean, yeah. like, like, like I said though, the grand majority of people are going to bug in like, unless it was like, like literal, like we knew we were going to get nuked like a week in advance. Well, personally, I, like, don't, the, I don't, I don't really see don't bugging out as should, a viable thing. I don't think you should bug in. I think you should always bug out. Um, two reasons. Number one, um, you bug in and the thing that I'm afraid of more than the battle of, uh, of the environment your neighbor. is my neighbor. I'm yeah, afraid of my neighbor. Sense. There's a good band called afraid of my neighbor. You guys should look them up. Um, I'm afraid of my neighbor more than I am of the environment. I feel like the knowledge that I have literally, I'm not even messing around, but just like the, the knowledge that I have of of nature and being out in nature and hiking and, you know, doing backpacking trips and also just like the YouTube shit that I watch. I feel like I could probably survive maybe not like super long, but longer than I would if my neighbor ran out of fucking food and came with a gun to my house and we had a gunfight. Well, that's kind of like the whole lone wolf mentality too. Like a lot of people, I'm not trying to like call you out or call you retarded or anything like that, but um, it's all right. You could tell me I'm retarded. You're retarded. Okay, thank you. Um, a lot of these dudes, especially like when I think of like a lone wolf, I think of like a Reddit modder, Reddit modder, redditor mod, Reddit modder, alma mater, alma mater. <laughs> That's my alma mater. Stupid. Reddit modder, the alma mater. <laughs> Reddit modder, sorry. Cannon fire. I had to make a little noise there. Um. But yeah, it's like I'm a lone wolf. I'm gonna survive I'm, in the wilderness. I'm a lone wolf <laughs> by myself girls with nobody. Girls won't date me, so I'm gonna go out and <laughs> do something that will make me look like a badass. Start <laughs> going on backpacking trips so girls will date you. <laughs> Puts on a thirty-pound ba- pack, breaks ankle. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, like, the lone wolf mentality, like, I understand. It's it's kind of cool. Every every teenage boy goes through that phase, like, yeah, I'm, I'm such a badass. I could survive this. I could survive that. I could, you know, stop a serial killer on a subway type of mentality. You know, it's... Most it's, of the time, you're going to die. Just... 99% of the time, you will die if you're alone. Yeah. Um, Get people. Yeah, like-minded people, I mean, shit, that goes a long way. If you have, like, a... 
he doesn't have to be a lot, but if you have a, even a small group of, of like-minded individuals and you all share the same goals and the same plans, definitely the um, same morals, same morals, big deal. I mean, you can't, you can't be associating with no liberals. You know what I mean? I mean, other than that, you know, Oh my God, bro. (laughs) Coming back to the, uh, the whole like liberals. We love you. I mean, we are in California. Yeah, don't worry. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> we swear we won't get we political. We swear we won't get political. <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. Um, so common moral. Oh, coming back to uh, Bear Independent. I mean, he, he talks about, like, finding your tribe, quote unquote. And uh, the way he says, like, he gets he says he gets a lot of questions like, yo, uh, how do I, like, find people? How do I make a tribe? And he literally says, like, just. You know how, like, when you find a potential, like, life partner, like, you're dating? Literally date people. Like, go out and, like, go on double dates with them. Like, see how they are. If you don't like them, if you don't vibe with them, then, like... And and obviously, like, don't do the whole thing where it's, like, oh, one date and it didn't work out. Like, sometimes you just got to find out how people are. Yeah, man. Go on dates. If you're a man, go on dates with other men. (laughs) If... And there's no problem. I mean... Dude, don't have sex with women because... Women have sex with men, and having sex with men is gay. Yeah, exactly. So that makes you gay. Objectively. But, um... Don't yeah, use just... your hand to jack off, because if you have ever touched a man, your hand touched a man before. So that's gay. What? What? You know what I'm trying to say, bro. So just literally just... If you've ever touched... Just lay on your bed and never do anything. If you've ever you accidentally touched a man, then using your hand to jack off is gay. Think about it. Dude, <laughs> I don't know why this reminded me of it, but I remember Kane saying something like he made the fucking funniest one-liner. It was like um, – That guy's got some one-liners. He bro. does have some one-liners. He was like, you, a normie, come in the shower. I, a Chad, shower in the cum. We are not the same or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? It's so true. <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> Um, what, where were we? <laughs> what were we talking about? You were about? talking about, uh, that guy bear or something. Oh yeah. Common morals, common morals. It, it goes way deeper. Like it even comes to like, honestly, it comes back to religion. Like, cause I mean, I the, mean the, the very yeah. last thing that it Absolutely can come right. down to is what is the one thing like he used the Bible as a, um, reference point. If you and the other person you're, like, basically surviving with can always fall back on something that you both agree on, like, basically, like, the uh, – I don't want to say, like, it's called the butterfly effect, but it's, like, what's the thing that starts off – or where where's the starting point? You know what I'm saying? Of your relationship? No, like, the starting point of – I don't. I don't know exactly the what I'm starting, trying to say. The starting point of your of your morals, or is that what you're trying to say? Basically, but not that lame sounding. I mean, we'll just call it what it is. I mean, what if you could? If the foundation, your found your moral foundation. Sure. Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, that works. Look, here's the deal. If you've got somebody that is like super cool with like cutting corners and shit. That's another thing too, and that doesn't really have anything to do with religion. Yeah, you know yeah. that that's like a perfectionist versus, you know, I'm, you know, basic just uh, survival. And I mean, like for me, I'm not really a perfectionist as long as I can survive 
in that particular situation. I mean, I, I'm a perfectionist in other ways. Like, you know, when I do my music, I'm a perfectionist, but when it comes to like survival, like I'm not going to fucking cut corners. And also you could also make the argument too that perfectionism holds you back because you're always going to try and be like, quote unquote, perfect. Yeah. But then you never like just get you just never get anything done. What if you try to survive with a vegan? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. In an extreme case, I'm not trying, to, I'm not trying to talk case. shit on vegans, but I'm just saying like it's yeah, you're pure, not pure example. You're not uh, you're not going to get along with that person. You it comes I mean? it literally comes down to morals like what are the kind of people you feel like you'll survive with the longest and the most efficiently look at their morals yeah do they cheat on their girlfriend maybe they'll backstab you yeah think about it yeah <laughs> maybe maybe they would maybe they wouldn't morals. yeah backstabbers stay away from those stay away from those fuckers but um quick let's as- get it. quick aside quick aside um if they cheat once, they could do it again. They they if they cheat no if they cheat once ninety nine percent of the time they will do it again. So what about that one percent though? You know what I'm <laughs> um, the one percent doesn't exist. It's actually a hundred percent. The one percent exists, bro. Rich people like Elon Musk are ruining the world. <laughs> Different one percent, but all right. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so let's get into the meat of this shit. So uh, the the number one thing you need to have is an excess of food and water. Yeah, That's like because those are the two things that you you ca- absolutely cannot live without. If you had literally nothing, but you had like a Cliff Bar and a bottle of water, you could survive another three days on that. Water specifically. Granted, it would suck, um, but you could do it. Water filtration is a big deal because you will run out of water. Um, you can bring, you could have, if you were even able to carry it. Let's say yeah. that you had like fucking 10 gallons of water on you there's no way you'd be able to carry all that but let's just say that you did right and you were like on what's that what's that conversion it's like like gallons of water to weight well it's an every ounce of water every ounce i'm sorry every pound that you weigh you want to have an ounce of water so i weigh about 200 pounds so i want to have 200 ounces of water a day and that's Mm. that's that's to to have an ideal water intake, right? You, I don't drink that much now. There's Thomas, no way. Get out of my room, bro. Thomas. There's no way that I'd be able to drink that amount of water. Don't mouth me, bro. Oh, fun. <laughs> there's no there's no way that I'd be able to drink that amount of water when I'm surviving. I don't even drink it now when I have the ability to. Um. But, like, water is super important, so just bring a filter on you. I recommend the Sawyer. It's small. It can filter, I think, 100,000 gallons. I thought it was 10,000. Is it 100,000? Maybe it's 10,000. 100,000 seems absurd, but that it actually might that's be 100,000. That's a lot of water, you guys, and it's a small little thing like the size of my fist. It doesn't even – dude, it hardly even weighs six ounces, I don't think. It's uh, They call it the Sawyer Mini. I'm sure they make other ones, and – What's cool about the Sawyer is that you could actually buy mods for it to um, make it an inline filter filtration system with like a bladder. Like if you had like a hydration bladder, let's say you have like a three liter bladder that you're using to to hike with, you could actually use it and put it like in between the two parts of your hose so that you could literally just go to a river or like a, you know, a lake or some body of water and fill up your water. Even if it's dirty as fuck, the Sawyer will – um 
will make it safe to drink. Well, I mean, obviously try to get as much dirt and shit out of there as possible because it's only right. going to clog up your filter. But, I mean, yeah, the, the main thing you're worried about when it comes to water filtration is microbes. But, I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, and you don't want you don't want to get sick. I mean, the think water about can this. look super clear, but then someone could be peeing upriver. If you get a bug or if you get sick, you know, before you're established to your new environment, you've died of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> you you will uh, lose a lot of water, um, especially if you're diarrheaing and throwing up and shit. You don't want to do yeah. that. You know what I mean? Um, so so definitely water filtration. And you want – if you're going to bring food, which I think everybody should have at least a little bit of food just to hold them over for a while. I One mean, thing that I have is uh, I have these bars. You could buy them on yeah. Amazon. They're super high-calorie bars. They don't weigh that much. I think they're called like Coast Guard emergency food rations or something like that. But yeah. It's like it's like a 1,000 calories per bar or something like that. And they're yeah, like and super it comes small. with like a big pack, and you can eat those, and they're nutritionally – complete for the most part i mean they have a lot of fat in them yeah a lot of fat a lot of carbs but they not very much protein actually they don't have that much protein but they have enough i mean don't don't quote me on that muscle mass i know for sure they have a lot of fat and a lot of carbs because i mean that's another thing too like if uh if you go on like a gnarly ass hike like the things that your body craves are carbs and fat which is why when you eat like a rice krispie treat on a long hike like that it literally feels like you're on cloud nine yeah, I felt that last time, but I'll I'll get that uh, I'll get to that story later. So you want to have long lasting food. Um, those bars we were talking about, they will last you like five years in any condition. So you leave them in your car in the squelching heat, uh, the scorching heat. It'll um, squelching. <laughs> squelching is like a radio term. <laughs> is it? Yeah, squelch. Dude, the first time I ever saw the word squelch was in the subtitles of uh, Stranger Things. Because when it had uh, fucking one or Vecna, and it was like the th- when he was like in the attic, and he had like tentacles, like the subtitles of the closed captioning was uh, tentacles squelch moistly or something like that. Oh, the, like, yeah. Like, what cause, the fuck? Well, because it's a noise. Squelch yeah. is a noise. But um, the first time I ever heard the word was uh, Sasquelch. <laughs> just kidding bigfoot's real bigfoot is real so are most other cryptids anyways uh so long storage food you got to have cans and if you're bugging in this is super easy i mean just stockpile have at least a month's worth of food i mean that's the bare minimum in my opinion of how much you should have again coming back to uh baron dependent i think he was saying that uh the military did a study and it was like for a for a male aged between 18 and 35 I want to say um, under strenuous activity the most amount of cal- or the least amount of calories you should have in order to not lose muscle mass and like have a sustain uh, keep your body sustained is like 3500 calories a day and so he literally that's took a lot of calories that's you a guys. lot of calories um, I I'm, go all like, day strenuous without eating like, 3500 yeah. calories now yeah, like you know, strenuous, or maybe it was twenty five hundred. I can't remember exactly, but whatever number it was, maybe it's three thousand. I can't remember, but basically, what he did is he took that, um, he took that calorie count and he applied it. Um, so what he said is you should apply that to, um, to like every member of your family, 
even if they're not, you know, a male age between 18 and 35, even if they're like a woman or like a little kid, even an infant, you know, even grandma, because it's better to calculate and have a surplus rather than to calculate and have not as much as you go you over needed. the calorie count, the daily calorie count. Yeah. You want more rather than less, um, unless you're bugging out, in which case, you know, less is more in terms of weight and in terms of versatility, which we actually have in our notes here. Um, basically if you can use things for multi-purpose, uh, that's, that's really good. Oh, um, versus, yeah. Versatility. Versatility is, is really good. Um, but definitely long storage food. I mean, if you're bugging out, definitely go the, spend the extra money. I know it's expensive. You guys for freeze your blue mountain shit, but yeah. like get freeze dried food. I mean, they have like, you know how they have like vacuum seal things that you can have at your house. I'm pretty yeah. sure they have freeze-dried things, too, that do the yeah. same thing. Like, you can and, literally freeze-dry your own food. And something that I learned how to do uh, literally on YouTube, and I've I've practiced it a little bit, not as much as I would like, but there are ways to make food out of, like, the bare minimum. I mean, if you guys um, have ever heard of pemmican, um, pemmican is, like, a combination of lard um, berries and, uh, protein and you can make it and it, it has a long, long, long shelf life. And it's a really good, uh, survival food. It's, it's compact. It has a lot of calories in it. Um, you can make that at home and you don't even have to buy, you know, it's a lot cheaper to make it yourself than to buy it, you know, from the store. And that's if you want to, if, if you know how to, uh, how to make these things, I mean, then you're a lot more self-sustaining than if you were to just be like, Oh, well, I got my 10 Blue Mountain freeze-dried meals, and that should last me. It it won't last you, you guys. It won't last you. I mean, even FEMA talks about, like, having at least three days' worth of, uh, um, of like, food and water and, like, first aid prepared. You know, and that's <laughs> FEMA. But, I mean, if you're setting up camp, know how to have self-sustaining crops. I mean, you should, you should really look into um, – uh, what do they call it? Homesteading. Uh, homesteading. I want homesteads so you bad. You should really dude. look into homesteading. They have tons of books. They have tons oh, of the Lost Ways stuff. I, I think it's called the Lost Ways, but it's like a book literally on that. The Lost Ways tells you a lot of good stuff. One of the things they um, tell you is how to make pemmican. Another thing they tell you is how to smoke uh, meat and make it last longer so that you don't have to worry about your meat spoiling. You know, if let's say you go and you hunt and you kill a deer or whatever and you strip it uh down and you eat like a big meal one day but you need you have all this other meat you know you don't want it to spoil it should it only will last you a couple days before it goes bad if that yeah depending on where you're at so you want to know how to uh salt it or do something to where you can you can um you can make it last yeah i uh i go deer hunting with um with some dudes out in Arkansas, usually yearly. I don't think I'm going to make it this year, though, because of funds, which is a big bummer. But anyway, um, long story short, uh, hunting is it, – it can be, like, a pastime and something you do for sport. But I think, first and foremost, it's a survival skill because, I mean, just think back to, like, the Great Depression, like the deer population – shot way 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 down during the great depression because people literally didn't have enough food to survive so what did they do they went out hunting 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it, it really is like fishing, hunting, even like basic knowledge of mushrooms and berries. I mean, I'm nowhere close to this. I, Foraging is a out. big deal. You can yeah. find all this stuff on YouTube. They have books. I mean, you could carry around a, a book. Like one of the things I know I'm going to have on me when I bug out, I'm going to have my phone, right? And even though it won't last me more than probably a day or two, you know, before I have to find figure out a way to recharge it, I can look on there and find I have all these in my notes. I have like pictures of different plants and descriptions of it. Oh, I was going to say, like, wouldn't the cell towers be down? Yeah, no, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about the Internet. But like if, you know, little stuff like that goes a long fucking way if you just kind of study that. Um, and, or they make books so you don't have to worry about like technology or anything like that, but you know, go out there and experience it. You know what I mean? Try to, try to figure out plants. One of the um, trial and error, one of the staples, <laughs> dude, I just remembered a meme I saw where it was like, um, where it was like cave cavemen or, and I think it was like Australopithecus and it was like Australopithecus figuring out what berries you could and couldn't eat. And, like, one guy ate a berry, and then he died, and then, like, you could see others, like, taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, shit. It's hilarious. (laughs) That's – I mean, unfortunately, that's how it is. But luckily, in this day and age, we've had a lot of those already. We have an over-influx and just a a major saturation of information. There's a lot of people that have died to get you the information that you need. You know what I mean? So I think that you should do yourself a, a service and fucking use that shit to your advantage. Um, but yeah, what I was going to say is, you know, get educated, you know, go on YouTube, uh, figure out all this stuff out. But one of the staples I know is, uh, like a plant called cattails. Cattails can be found near any body of water, at least in California and, and the U S I'm not so sure about like other countries. Cause I haven't really looked into that, but cattails literally are, uh, found everywhere near any body of water. And they're they look like <clears throat> these plants and they're kind of like reeds that grow in like um, kind of closer to like stagnant water. They'll be found in rivers, but it's it's usually uh, like lakes or um, like bogs and stuff like that. You could eat every single part of the plant. I mean, just I, I would try to explain it to you, but I would probably do a disservice. Just look up what a cattail is um, and you'll you know you because you've seen them before guaranteed if you've ever been near a lake or anything like that. Um, every part of the plant is edible. You could eat that. You could eat cambium. Cambium, I think it's cambium, uh, which is the uh, the one of the layers of a bark on uh, like pine trees. Pine trees are everywhere. There's a ton of different kinds, but you could eat every single uh, cambium on every single pine tree. You can use pine needles to make a tea, and that's actually good for you. It has vitamins and minerals in there. But it's not um, really like a sustainment type of thing. It's just like these are little additive things. But if you were in a pinch, you know what I mean. Another big yeah, I guess thing. That's true. What What was that show you and I were watching up in freaking Kernville? It was uh, when we were at your cab. Cab. Ca- oh my God, I can't talk. Cabin. 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 Up at your. <laughs> up at your cabin. Yeah. There it is. Like uh. So, it's not survive. Survi- it's not Survivor. It was uh. It's not survivor. It's like where a bunch of people are like a few miles apart, but they all survive in like the same wilderness and last person standing wins like 50 grand. Yeah, I can't. And there's that one guy who was a metal singer and he was like super chill. Yeah, I know. I know the show you're talking about. I just don't remember the name. It's on Netflix and Hulu. It's pretty popular. There's you these things like 
I'm surprised that people don't find joy. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I find like, I find that stuff super interesting. Like they literally go back to like native American, uh, not traditions, but like native American, uh, techniques for survival. Yeah. And there's tons of different people from different backgrounds and they all survive differently. Um, another good one is survivor man. I love that guy. Les Stroud. He goes out there alone and survives on his own. I've learned tons of shit from him. I mean, dual survivor. I mean, oh, these... is that the guy with like two cameras and just like a baggie of That's like it? random shit? Yeah. Dude, I remember he made freaking uh he made a fire with a Hershey's wrapper because like the inside was foil and he like used the chocolate to like polish it to make it even shinier to like get and he like it's freaking wild, dude. And then like dude. he the the way he I'll never forget this too is the way he got water in the desert was he peed in a cup and he had a plastic bag. So he put the plastic bag over the cup and let the water evaporate up, but then the plastic bag caught it. And then he had like another cup that he dripped that water into and it was clean water, you know, cause mm-hmm. all the urea was left in the Pure H2O. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it tasted great, but probably tasted like hot plastic, but I mean, it's water. Yeah, that kind of stuff you can learn how to do. You can learn how to forage. Like, we have so much information at our disposal. Like, there's no excuse why you shouldn't be checking that out. Everybody, this stuff that we're talking about, you, I mean, some of you guys out there may think that we're, like, weirdos. But Dude, I... honestly, pre- preparation, like, being a prepper is becoming more and more mainstream. I just don't understand why anybody wouldn't want to be prepared for something. I mean, like, literally oh, the, the government will could take happen. care of me. The government yeah. will literally take care of me. That's why FEMA exists. If you wanna, if you wanna rely on other people, that's on you. I mean, I, I wanna, I wanna <laughs> like, I wanna make sure that I'm prepared. You know, and the world always gets better. You know, uh, after it gets worse, and you know, I'm, I'm an optimist, but I still wanna know how to do things. It's better to have it and not need it than to not have it when you need it. So you know, learn how to do some vacuum sealing, like Mitchell was saying. Um, you can even learn canning how to is huge. You can, can learn can how to freaking can. chicken, dude. You learn can how make to can your chickens. own stuff and can it on your own and save a ton of money. Or even if you just bought cans, I mean, anything you can possibly do, just make sure you have a stockpile of food and water, um, yep. and water filtration. Um, another big deal is, uh, dry goods like grains and beans um, stuff that has a long shelf life and that you could, you know, use over and over again. Like when Mac I buy my rice, I go to Costco or I go to like, um, anywhere that has like a 20 pound bag of rice. And that's how I buy my rice, you know? And when I'm out of that, you know, then I'll buy another one. But my point is, is that that rice lasts me forever and it's going to be there. You know what I mean? I'm not buying these little one pound bags. Like most people just buy enough for what they need. I think you should buy in bulk because then if yeah, you have more definitely. than you need, um, the worst case is that you have more than you need and you can make it last for, for a while. And if you want to be super lazy and just spend a little extra money, well, probably a lot of extra money doing it, you can literally, there's maybe not hundreds, but definitely tens of websites that are literally just freeze dried food and they literally sell it by buckets. Like I, I pretty sure there's this one or maybe even a few or maybe even a lot of them that for like 2500 bucks they send you like a pallet of like an assortment of freeze dried foods and i Dude, wouldn't recommend doing so it good to have like i wouldn't recommend doing that right off the bat though only because like what if you get like a pallet and then it ends up tasting like shit 
you know, kind of shop around a little bit and get like the samples and then land with what you. But even if the it best, did taste like shit, it's sustainment. Sustainment. Yeah. Um, another thing that um, Mitchell lo- put in here is a Silcock key. And yeah. Mitchell, you should explain that because I'm probably not as good as you. So the name is super stupid and kind of funny. It makes me laugh every time I hear it. But um, it's basically like a little uh, – it looks like a little plus sign. And uh, you can order them off Amazon for super cheap. But basically it's four sides of a uh, – uh, if you like live in a suburban or like an urban area like in the city – um, as long as you can get, like, as long as you find a faucet, you can use the Silcock key to, uh, get water out of whatever faucet you find. Granted, the water pumps are somehow still on or there's still water pressure in the pipes. Even if there's not water pressure, you can still get water out of pipes because they're most of the time water won't be completely drained. out. Oh of yeah. Pipes. If it's like a two story building and you get it from the faucet on the bottom, then it'll gravity will pull it down. Yeah, I mean, you. it's better to have one, and even if you were... Yeah, they weigh nothing. It, yeah, they weigh hardly anything and just have it. Um, it's called a Silcock key. Literally, is like, that not literally, even... Is yeah. that how it's spelled? I think it's called... I think it's spelled that way, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. S-I-L-C-O-C-K. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, like, $10 off Amazon, maybe cheaper. But just keep in mind that if you're a guy and you have a Silcock key, that makes you gay. Yeah. Because so you, you Silcock keys are only hand. for girls. Yeah. Girl, girls are uh, girls are the other ones that can. And but see, arguably, that would make the girl gay unless the guy was a virgin. What? What? What well, mental about gymnastics it, are you pulling? I'm just saying, <laughs> if you have a cock in your hand that's been used in another woman, then that makes the girl gay too. Especially if it's if a Silcock key and it's a virgin, then just get it. You know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> All right. I don't know. Duly I don't know. noted. I, I don't know what I'm saying, but spam. Maybe that didn't, a sausage. Maybe that joke didn't land, but clearly I'm here not. for it anyways. I'll die on that hill. What's up? What up? Uh, it's all right. This isn't, thing we have this isn't a stand-up is, comedy thing. It's a podcast. It's a so. podcast. It is also we could we could. I mean, literally in our description, comedians. it's like listen to us say stupid shit. Yeah, I'm saying stupid shit. I'm living up to what I fucking wrote on the fucking bio. This <laughs> this isn't us saying stupid shit. It's us delivering fucking a promise. Sue me, all right. Um, but yeah, so canned meat, spam, Vienna sausage. I personally don't like Vienna sausage because I was forced to eat it as a kid, because you know Filipino grandmas and whatnot, God, dude. Like. Vienna sausage is so good, though, man. It's dude, they're nasty, bro. Bro, you like shit like that in your mouth, like fucking dick-shaped things. Um, cooking. I mean, <laughs> cooking oil. Only, that's only a half truth. Get some cooking oil. Have it. Keep it. The I think the best kind of cooking oil, uh, for sustainment at least, is um, uh, coconut oil. I mean, that's just my opinion. People will probably fight me on that. Um, butter doesn't last forever. Coconut oil lasts a long fucking time, but butter doesn't last forever. I would forever. say the only thing that truly lasts forever. I mean, I would never, you, I don't want to say I'd never use it, but is uh shortening or like vegetable oils. Vegetable oils arguably last a much longer than coconut oil. Well, coconut oil is technically a, well, the reason I like coconut oil. oil is because it's, it's a saturated fat instead of a unsaturated yeah, it, so vegetable oils are not good for you. It's uh, seed oils are even worse. It's good for you, but it also um, 
if you're if you're not in like a super hot area or anything like that it's going to be solid less chance of it of you losing it you know what i mean of you spilling and you only use really what you need sometimes i overdo it on the olive oil you know what i'm saying and please too if you want to do any of this do your own research like because we definitely have the potential of getting shit wrong yeah i mean because we're human that's that's the beauty of the first amendment shit wrong all the time i'm usually right constantly (laughs) the beauty of the first amendment is being able to be wrong and not getting sent to the gulag i'm not saying (laughs) i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying i'm right let me let me explain to you why i'm right (laughs) no 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 dude no 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 you're not wrong dude clearly i'm clearly neither one of us have all the facts but let's keep arguing about it let's just keep arguing about it that sounds like a great idea um cooking oil coconut oil butter ghee make some ghee try to figure out how to do that last way longer and it burns uh at a uh, lower uh a higher temperature than butter does Uh, canned meat spam spam's great vienna sausage is great um how much time do we have on this right now what are we at what are we sitting at oh let's just see absolutely no idea awesome there's no timer I on mean, it. I uh, mean, you know, the DAW that I use doesn't display the actual time. It just says <laughs> that. Oh, well, okay, hold on. So we're on bar Let's 1200. Let's figure it out. Let's keep recording the podcast. But math is obviously supposed to be used in your everyday life. That's what Don't my math teacher said. Don't you ever, ever use math. <laughs> Guys, I'm being 100% serious. Math is a scam. English is the only thing that <laughs> English is the only thing I use in my everyday life. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Actually, math is way more math, useful. But, math, um, math, math, math. So w- let's talk quickly about the stuff that you might want to have uh, in like a bug out bag or a get home bag. Um, and right now we're just going to specifically talk about some tools and you know, shelter type stuff. Yeah, we don't necessarily have to get into every reason for everything because that would make this probably twice as long. But anyway, um, so right off the bat. Uh, get a house. Got... Yeah, um, get a house. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh... buy a home. Own it. It's not that big of a fucking deal. Make enough Your money to buy a house. It? Your grandparents did it? Yeah. Dude, did you ever see that video where, like, like there are, uh, they were um, – asking random like old people like how much they think a house is worth and they were like showing these like not like extravagant mansions but like you know two three-story houses and like uh stuff like that like houses that are probably like worth over a million dollars and they're like how much do you think is worth this house is worth and these like 80 year old people were like oh thirty thousand forty thousand dollars like what (laughs) what yeah but you never know that shit might be skewed I mean, your grandparents did it. Why can't you do it? Why can't you figure it out? Like I said, man, if you're poor, move. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, but no, it is good to have. Obviously, like your your house, uh, you can you can do whatever you want in your apartment or your house. Make sure you have it stocked, um, and make sure you have a plan to escape it too, if you ever need to. And that goes for for everything, you know. There could be a fire, whatever the case may be, have escape plans. But if let's say you're trying to, you know, bug out, right? And there's some stuff that you might want to have. Um, 
a tent. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about we're talking about shelter here. At the very least, a tarp and some paracord. A tarp and and basic knowledge of knots. You know how important it is to have a tarp. I think that even if you have a tent, have a tarp. Um, it's a good backup to have. Um, and plus, too, like if you're in a suburban area, let, let's just say let's just say it's full on like Book of Eli right now, like. The uh, the the first thing you're going to want to have to set up or the, the first thing you're going to want to do is find shelter, not necessarily have to set up shelter, because then you can make a fire a lot easier. You know, if you make a fire inside of a little house like, yeah, I might you might have to worry about smoke. OK, well, the first thing you should I, do, I can't talk about this with enough like conviction because I don't have a lot of experience. The in first it, thing you should do is get to an area that has good water source if you can. Find water. That's the very, very, very first thing that you should do. Um, after you have established that, like let's say you post up and you find like a river, a stream, a lake, um, something like to that effect, then you worry about your shelter. Are we outside of city city limits? At this this point? is if you're bugging out. Okay. Not if you're bugging in. Just if you if you're outside of the so city. So this is like everything on your back is your sustain. Even in your urban environment, you need to find water. Find a find some area that has water and that's the yeah. very first thing you need then once you've established that then you could set up camp or like a little base of operations um or sometimes too your vehicle could be your tent you know if you have an overlanding setup that'd be pretty cool yeah you if you've got that and you, the roads aren't shut down by the government for some martial law shit then yeah fuck yeah um get have a rooftop tent i'm gonna do it with my truck um i have camper a freaking, van yeah i just have a camper shell on the back of my tacoma I canvas think, i think if you're driving a truck there's or i'm sorry if you're driving any car any car that you have i think you should have an emergency kit in your car and one of the things you should have in yeah. there is a tarp i think you should have a blanket in there um or a sleeping bag would be even better some sort of uh i'm a strong plan. believer that everyone should carry at least one tourniquet in their car because like Tourniquet. I said car, I said car like a freaking Canadian car, car. car. Been watching too much Trailer Park Boys, um, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, the number one cause of death in a car accident is bleeding to death, not necessarily the initial trauma and like the initial like blunt force or the crash. It's you get cut somehow or you break your leg and like your flesh comes open and start bleeding. Easily like, accessible tourniquet might save your life. Yeah, and also know how to use one. Don't just get one and think, okay, I'm good. Know how to use a tourniquet Yeah. if you get one. No, Again, know how to use your stuff. Anything you get, know how to use it. Don't you, just go on fucking YouTube. I mean, it's yeah, really, li yeah, really Yeah, literally easy. just go you on YouTube. type in this stuff, you could figure it out. Like, there's tons of videos, and I think you should keep up on it. You know what I mean? Don't don't just watch, like, one video and be like, I know how to use a tourniquet. I mean, I mean that's that's information as opposed to, like, actually learning how to do something yeah i'm not i'm not saying like you know go and get hurt you know go, I mean? go and get <laughs> and practice it you know what I'm you just... should do you should cut long ways and then try to apply a tourniquet oh shit <laughs> yeah don't do that but for real i mean carry this stuff it's it's important um a bivy uh an emergency blanket maybe you should explain what a bivy is um i just hear it talked about a lot from what I can tell, just reading up on it, it's basically an emergency blanket. I mean. So an emergency blanket? Yeah. I, I'm um, pretty sure it's just like an emergency blanket, but like um, 
you can crawl into it. I think. I think one of the most important tools that you could possibly have. I don't know what the fuck a bivy is. <laughs> look up the word bivy, uh, but I think the most important tool that you could possibly have is a hatchet. Um, hatchet will help you cut wood. You know, it'll help you. You could use a hatchet to fashion something out of wood if you really needed to. Um, it's really important to have something that has that kind of front end weight like that, especially something sharp. Um, you could use it for a lot of stuff. Paracord, um, another people... super super important thing to have. You need to have, yeah. you need to have something to tie your your knots with. Learn how to tie knots. YouTube, it's there. Half hitches can go a really long way. Yeah, half hitch knots, dude. The thing is, a lot of people they they get this stuff and they have no idea. Like, don't be one of those people. Learn how to use your shit. Um, and knots you can practice how to tie at home. A K bar knife or you know, some sort of full tang knife. And if you don't know what that term means, a full tang, all that means is that the metal of the knife, it's one piece and it goes all the way to the bottom of the handle. So you don't want a knife that just stops at the top of the handle because then the knife will break in half. A full tang knife will go all the way to the bottom. It's one solid piece of metal. And then the handle is fashioned around it. Um, you could use that for batoning. Um, you can look up batoning on YouTube. Basically, the way that works is if you have a hatchet, but maybe it's not sharp enough and you haven't been able to sharpen it, or maybe you don't have a hatchet, you could use uh, a knife to actually cut wood with. You just take one piece of wood, you put the knife on the top of where you want to split the wood, and you just kind of baton one side of the knife until you can uh, split the wood. But you can only do that with a full tang knife. So make sure you get something that's a solid piece of metal with the handle around it. Um, bushcraft training. Look up bushcraft. I'm telling you, it's you're gonna it's gonna be awesome and practice it. Yeah, if you can't like actually like get a, I mean, are there even? I'm sure there's b actual bushcraft classes, but oh, dude, totally. If you can't, you, like you can actually the time. see them on there. Like people, people bring out like a group of people to, to, That's to so show them sick, how to do dude. it. That's so sick. But yeah, I mean like, uh, if you have a lack of time and a lack of money, just, yeah. Like Keith said, just look it up on YouTube and just trial and error that shit. Just it's fun. Try it. When try you guys, it. when you guys are running out of show ideas, go on YouTube and look this stuff up. Bushcraft specifically, um, you know, CQB training, like how to train with a firearm and stuff like that would be pretty cool too um it's actually like, interesting it I really feel like is cqb is like a really i mean what is one hell of a segue but um, well we'll talk about that in a later episode but i don't know i think anything it's one of the most, about cq the, you know one my of the most extent, important things that you need to know is cqb <laughs> the extent of my knowledge of cqb is two things one if you do it for the first time you will die if and, and then that 30 minute uh video that grantham did yeah. That is the extent of my knowledge on CQB. CQB is room clearing, <laughs> you guys. If you don't know what it is, look it up. Like you you see like all those like riot um or not riot, but uh SWAT guys like in movies and shit, that's basically CQB room clearing. Yeah. They they have there's a specific way to do it with a group of people. Um like go through so a door and shit like that. Another big big deal is first aid. Um Mitchell touched on it with the tourniquets. That's a big part of the first aid kit. But even like 
you know, a boo-boo kit. You know what I mean? It doesn't even have to be a full-on, like, you know, trauma kit. Band-Aids but... and Neosporin – or Band-Aids and antiseptic wipes. Yeah, man, seriously, that goes a long way. I mean, you would be surprised. Lame. The smallest cut can turn into an infection that ends up killing you in, in the um, – out when you're trying to survive. So make sure you have a boo-boo kit. Know how to clean your wounds. Have medication. Have pills on handy. Uh, or, or on handy. On handy. <laughs> Have some pills handy. Um, uh, some examples. Have Advil. You know, big deal. Ibuprofen, something of that nature. Some sort of painkiller. That'll go a long way. You could still get sick and you could still get a headache when you're out there. People don't realize it. But trust me, it doesn't weigh that much. You could do it. Um, have some laxatives. You know, get some anti-diarrhea stuff. Um, get some Tums. You know, a lot of this stuff goes a long, long, long way. And you can look up um, – there's plenty of stuff on Google. Like just – you could look up stuff, and there are, there are things that I'm not mentioning that if I saw it, I would be like, oh, man, I forgot to mention that. But just look it up, and you guys will you guys will be surprised. There's a lot of stuff you might uh, want to have with you, um, especially if you have any sort of ailments. Like if you're um, – if you have diabetes or anything, you need to have extra of all that stuff. Um Okay, this is a this is a big deal. Uh, fire starters kit. Oh, one more thing, one more thing on the first aid thing. Yeah. Make sure when you get, uh, I mean, this really comes down with anything really, but when you get potentially life saving equipment, please make sure it's not like knockoff shit, like bullshit. Like yeah. don't don't get like Chinese made gauze where like the dude doesn't care about who buys what he's making. Mm-hmm. Like, get shit from, like, North American Rescue or something, you know? Like, quality is way better in quantity when it term when in terms of first aid. Like, why would you want to save a penny on potentially life-saving equipment? Get you some know, Vaseline. Just... Vaseline is, uh, going back to our versatility, is one of the most versatile things. You could use it. You could soak cotton balls in it and use it as a fire starter. Um you can use Vaseline if you're chafing. That's a big deal. Like if, cause you're going to be walking around Chaff. if you're trying to survive. Um, Vaseline can be used as chapstick. It could be used in many different ways. Vaseline's a big deal to me. Um, speaking of, uh, uh, yeah, back fire, to fire starter kits, fire starter kits and Vaseline. You could use that to start fires. I think it, I can't remember how long exactly they last, but I, I tried it one time and I think it was over a minute. So you take a cotton ball and you soak it in Vaseline. You just cover the whole thing in Vaseline. And when you light it on fire, it lasts for like over a minute. I think it's even longer than that. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm Dude, pretty sure even it is. crayons. <laughs> you could even light a crayon on fire and it lasts a good while. I mean, I don't know That's... if it's – I don't know if it will really get hot enough to like – well, I guess there's a flame on it. Well, we're but... talking about starting a fire, you know what I mean, especially if you're in an area where it's damp. You or know, if it just rained yeah. or something like that, you're gonna need something that lasts more longer than a little spark. Fire starter, know? candle, eating, crayons. Get a get a um, look into fire starters kit. I mean, you should have a lighter. Stormproof matches, guaranteed. You should have stormproof matches those for are, sure. Those are nice. Flint and steel. Flint and steel. Oh man, that's that's like the backup of the backups. You know what I mean? It'll last you a long ass time. And Dude, there's a uh... know how to make a fire out of flint yeah look it up on youtube okay know how to do it it's not that difficult practice in your fireplace um if you don't have a fireplace practice on your front porch 
Uh, another thing, if you don't have a front porch, then if you don't have a front practice porch, it on the street because you're in a poor area. <laughs> <laughs> practice it on the street. And if you live in New York, find a barrel. If you live in New York, move literally. Yeah, else. literally. If you if you live in New York or L.A., move literally. Literally move. Um. So yeah, fire starter kit is super important. Um, I think you could go a long way with even just having half of what we said. You know, just uh, lighter and some stormproof matches, and maybe a flint and some steel. And there's other ways. Like I have a magnifying Big glass. Big lighter. I mean, mine. obviously, like a Bic lighter is like the number one thing. Yeah, and you know, I've ha- I've brought my Bic lighter into the pool with me or into a body of water, and it doesn't work for like maybe thirty minutes. I mean, my and then uh, as soon as it dries out, it works yeah. again. You know, so. My idea behind like a fire starter kit, I want to have three ways or like three three steps of redundancy minimum. Yeah. So like the easiest like for what I have in my fire starter kit, which is by the way in a waterproof case, like a little thin pelican thing I just got from Walmart for like I think four dollars. But anyway, goes a long a way, man. Bic lighter with some duct tape around it, um, and that's the first one. That's the first thing I'm gonna use. If that runs out, then I have stormproof matches. If I run out of those, then I have a flint and steel. Yeah, there's certain things you can do. Like I have a knife, like a batoning knife that I was talking about. One of those, it has, it's a buck knife and it's um, full tang, and I wrapped hemp wick around it. So if I ever need to use that in a survival situation, I I have that. You know what I mean? And it's not like it took me much money or like hardly any time. I just wrapped it around there. Um. Stuff like that goes a long way. You can, you can oh, really. Oh, dude, you know more knife, like that more knife you got with your Kanai bag. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. on uh, on uh, Amazon too, more knives. Uh, there's some of them where there's a, a flint in the handle, so you could pull it. So that pretty much kills two birds with one stone. You have your full tang knife, and a flint and steel on you at all times in one package. That's. That's a big deal, guys. Redundancy and and saving space like that. Versatility. I mean, there's um, literally dudes in the army that cut their toothbrushes in half to cut weight in space. Like Circa Grantham. Yeah. Thank you, Grantham, for all the wisdom and knowledge. <laughs> uh, we love that guy. YouTube, He's funny too. He's hilarious. If um, you watch YouTube and then think you're an expert on something and decided to do a podcast on that thing, hit that subscribe like and button. Subscribe to our channel. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Grantham's dope. Um, so yeah, I mean, another big deal is extra socks, man. Come on. Like you got, you're going to need extra socks. You're going to need clothing. You're going to need, didn't that literally kill dudes in the Vietnam? I mean, granted they were in swamps and rice fields, but Trench didn't that foot, literally man. kill soldiers in the Vietnam war? Literally have a good pair of boots, like a waterproof pair of boots and have some, um, have some good, some extra pairs of socks. I mean, socks are really important. Extra pairs of underwear are really important. Um, they don't take up that much room or space and they also don't, they're not that much weight. If I had to choose between an extra pair of socks and an extra pair of underwear, I would a hundred percent choose the extra pair of socks because I I can always change, like turn my underwear inside out. Right. Not recommended. That that really does much, but yeah. No, it definitely does much. Unless you get like, unless you have like genetic swamp ass constantly. Why are you telling everybody publicly what I I mean? Come on, dude. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. So, 
Uh, this is just my thing that I threw in there. But to the I mean, five people that you, listen, probably gonna listen to this. <laughs> well, you know, maybe it'll be more. You never know. Maybe. Um, another thing that I kind of threw in there is a poncho. I I'm a big believer in ponchos. I have like a alpaca wool poncho, the staunch ponch. The staunch ponch. I uh, I bring it everywhere, and it's super warm. Um, and I can use it as a blanket, and then that shit saved my life one day. Maybe I'll go into that later, but for right now um maybe we'll have an episode of the most epic hikes oh dude we got to. and then um one of the things that i like to do is uh so there's a we mentioned tarp but there are ponchos i have a survival poncho too and that actually has like rings where you can tie paracord in it and um it's uh it's great for the rain too and all that stuff so if you're getting rained on like if you're getting dumped on it'll go over your your bug out bag that if you have one um i've even seen some ponchos that are like straight up dedicated just to be like for a backpack like a literal backpack yeah 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 no that's literally the one that i have and it'll keep you warm but also it could double as a shelter if you really needed to you could use it as a tarp um and then one of the things that that you'd be in a very bad situation if you're using your poncho as a makeshift tarp for a shelter you just never know it doesn't take up that much room it's pretty light um another thing me and mitchell always carry with us everywhere we go is a shemog yeah um shemogs are so versatile they can they make you look cool they can keep the sun off of you they can like in a pinch get dirt out of some water yeah So then you can filter it more like with a sawyer mini from there let's say you got a sawyer mini right well although they do last a while you still have to back flush them let's say you don't have a plunger that they sell with the, the sawyer mini you know you don't want to filter water that's like super super dirty you want to try to do a pre-filtration to get like most of the dirt out and then you're really just filtering the bacteria right a shemog is perfect for that initial filtering um even a bandana would work but shemogs are bigger and can be used for more things but um they can be used as a hood a scarf you could use it to if there's a bunch of dirt you could put it over your face and do like kind of a what do they call that a bandit kind of tie there's a ton of ways to tie uh a um uh a shemog too you can look that up they got tons of youtube videos. dude there's literally like this monk i think he's a monk or something like that but he literally has a video called like 27 ways to tie a shemog or to fold a shemog like 27 ways you could use it you could insane use it for a bunch of shit you could soak it in water and use it as a cooling towel i mean you could yeah i mean you could literally take the water and then soak it up and then squeeze it out into a cup. You know, there's like so many things that you could do with it. Um, get a shemog, um, learn how to use it. Um, we're going to kind of go over the next few things pretty quickly because we're, I'm sure we're approaching our hour here. I think we've already hit an hour. Plus so pulling up on band practice pretty soon too. We do have band practice. By the way, that song as the intro, that was that's one of our songs. Uh, Title we're, track. We're in a band called Ninja Gandhi. And Shameless if you look plug. Us up, uh, we uh, we have some music out on Spotify. We have an album, and we're recording another one, so that should be out soon. That was a little segue. So, um, protection. Oh man, we could go on and on and on about this, but I think we should just do the bare minimum and save the. Yeah, the whole we're, gun we're, thing for another episode. We're a bit of gear whores, honestly. Well, I'm definitely a gear whore. Mitchell's the gear whore. <laughs> I'm uh what I, my job is to <laughs> argue stuff with off him. Of me. I'm I'm supposed to <laughs> argue with him so that he talks about exactly why gear works 
And that's good for you guys because then you can, you know, it'll make him think about things that maybe you didn't think about. Maybe he didn't even think about. Mm. Um, that's my job. I'm, I'm just supposed to be like, well, that's useless. Blah, 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 blah. And then he goes and fucking educates me and mansplains. Yep. Um, so, yeah, guns. And then you take all the used, old, old used stuff that I don't have or upgraded since. Exactly. And still shoot faster than you on the pistol draw. But anyways, um, you are so. literally using a single <laughs> retention holster. I have lo- three levels of retention. All right, CZs are better. Anyways, that's probably what it is. That's um, extremely subjective. Of, uh, that is extremely. He runs subjective. a Glock, and the Glocks are pieces of shit guns. Anyways, um, no, I'm look just at kidding. me. I'm Keith. I talk shit on <laughs> Tupperware guns. <laughs> I have a Glock. My CZ. <laughs> uh, so guns are really important. I think that you should have at least a pistol with you. I mean, accessible to you at all times. I mean, that's just my opinion. People will fight me on it, but, um, please know your laws in your local States though, please. Yeah. Know your laws. This is not legal advice. We're not going to advocate for doing anything illegal, but I think that you should have a firearm and you should have the training and the wherewithal to be able to use it. Um, have a gun, have a pistol for at least self-defense. Um, but if you're looking into like a really good bug out gun, I always am an advocate for the 1022 Ruger. It's one of the most, uh, it's a takedown gun. So you could literally like basically break it down into like a few pieces. And if you ever needed to hunt with it or anything, ammo, uh, for 22s dirt, cheap, super cheap. You can carry a lot of it. It doesn't weigh that much. And then the 1022 is a takedown, so it also saves you space. One of the most versatile guns you could have. Dude, if there's uh, if there's one gun, like maybe not necessarily a 1022, but I know for sure it's lighter. Um, but I also hear it has like uh, stability issues because it's just like literally like a metal rod. But it's uh, the AR-9. I think Henry makes them. But they're basically like a 1022, but like more compact like literally like the fire control group is like the size of your palm so like the magazine trigger or fire control group safety hammer like all that and the receiver is all right here um and then it's just the barrel and then the stock but it's also takedown and then all that will fit into the butt stock but the butt stock as a result is like as thick as your thigh but if you have it all in the butt stock like it's waterproof and will float and is like bright orange that is pretty fucking cool so i personally would like an ar9 and they're dirt cheap too like an ar9 is like 250 dollars from freaking turners yeah man like that kind of stuff i mean having something that will shoot a bullet is a huge advantage isn't an ar9 i don't know an ar9 sounds like a, a AR fifteen nine mil but ar7 i can't remember i i know the first patent was from Armalite. But so, if you do if you do a 10 if you look up 1022 Rugers, they make offshoots of them too. I mean, you could find that. But that's like uh the one of the most versatile guns you could have. I think you should personally have that and a pistol. Pistol for self-defense, 1022 for hunting. That's just my opinion. Maybe people will fight me on it, but that's okay. I don't give a shit. I'll fight you right now. Score I'm up. down. Glock, <laughs> I'm down. Glock sucks. CZs are better. Um, yeah, that's why your CC's starting to rust. <laughs> no, that's because I don't clean it every time. That's not I true. I need to. But, um, ammo redundancy. You could explain that, Mitchell. So ammo redundancy, this really comes to like your group slash tribe slash homies 
So, like, if you do have plans to get together with people after a certain event happens that you all agree is worth coming together over, um, you're all going to want to run the same ammo. Because, like, an AR-15 is objectively the most versatile weapon platform, like, pretty much known. Because you can literally take an AR-15 lower and just swap out uppers, like, then you can, like, granted you have the right ammo and the right mags. Well, not even then sometimes. I mean, I've seen people run 458 SOCOM out of a 30-round PMAG, you know. But, I mean, it just turns into a single stack. But anyway, so... These if, things that Mitchell are talking about, Mitchell's talking about, we we'll probably will explain later if you don't know what the lingo that he's using. 458 SOCOM is a caliber. Anyway, it's a Gucci caliber. But, a um, PMAG is a plastic magazine polymer polymer you seize bitch what the fuck ever it's the same thing <laughs> not okay uh, mm. i'm not gonna mess go man okay so if everyone is running five five six and nine millimeter for example like five five six or two two three in their uh ar and then nine millimeter in their uh let's just say a glock because i mean you you could also run so for example like those are all bullet calibers by yeah, the way nine millimeters is a pistol caliber so both keith and i we both run nine millimeter but he runs a cz spo1 cz 75 spo1 mm-hmm. and then i run a glock 17 with a zevtech slide and an rmr on top oh my god <laughs> you're so fucking gay <laughs> um you know so even though we both run nine like we use different magazines you know so you can't use a cz mag in a glock and vice versa. Actually, did we ever try that? No, you can't do it. The Glock mag is too big. Are you CZ sure? Has a has a smaller. Um, I almost want to. Uh, I almost want to get the nine millimeter snap caps and try it out right now. We could try it, but uh, not right now though. Later, later, later. But um, yeah, that's just one for example. And, and then another thing is, uh, you know, you want to have common calibers if you are going to be running a gun and planning to bug out with it, like nine millimeters, an extremely common round. So if you know, you're like going around and you're foraging (laughs) for ammo, let's say you run out of ammo, but you, you know, you're in, let's say it's like uh, urban survival and like, you know, something happens and you're, you're like checking houses for, what are you more likely to find nine millimeter or five, seven? You know? Yeah, don't get like a don't run a ten millimeter gun as your primary. Run like a nine mil. Even though ten millimeter is big dick energy. It is, but nine mil, forty five, maybe a forty, but nine mil is probably the the way to go if like, you're looking I, for a bug out. Probably gun. the three most common, uh, three and a half most common handgun calibers are gonna be like in order: nine millimeter, forty five ACP, twenty two LR, and then forty SNW. We're talking about pistol calibers, right? Yeah, just pistol calibers. Because, yeah, I mean, cause... there are a lot of pistols that run twenty two LR. And get an AR. Don't If you're going to run a rifle for bug out, get an AR-15. Don't get some other bullshit because you're going to find two two three and you're going to find five five six. Yep. I mean, arguably, you could – if you ran an AK platform, you might be able to find – I mean, 760, 760 by 39, that's, by that's pretty common too. You know, I mean, I, I don't know how common it is anymore with the Russian because AKs uh, are really hard to work ban. on, huh? AKs are really hard to work on. 
Yeah. <laughs> it so are a that's, bitch and a half to work on. That's pretty much ammo redundancy. You know, if you're with a group, make sure you all use the same ammo and, and can swap parts and stuff like that. And also look uh, look for common calibers. At the very least, be able to swap mags. Yeah. Um, we already talked about transportation, but, you know, 4x4 all-wheel drive is arguably better than a two-wheel drive in any kind of bug-out situation. Um, so try to get, like, a car that actu- actually has the ability to go over roads because you never know when there's going to be road closure. One uh, more small thing on the protection thing. Don't just get a gun and, like, 200 rounds of ammo and call it a day. Like, please get some sort of support equipment, like magazine pouches or, like, I don't know, a chest rig or a belt. or Battle belts the- are really important, in my opinion. At the very least, a holster. And don't – please don't get a freaking Uncle Mike's holster or a Serpa Blackhawk holster. Like, get an actual, like, good holster, Tier 1 Concealed, T-Rex Arms, Safari Land. Like, you can get, like, $20, $30 Safari Lands at, like, your The money that local. you spend could save your life, literally. Yep. Um, I'm a strong believer in that. Physical training. A sling um, for your rifle. Yeah, That's get a sling thing. for your rifle. And a light. And Positive an ID adjustable cool. sling, too. Um, but we'll we'll go into like builds later. If you're gonna have a rifle, yeah, definitely get a light for yep. sure. A nice one. I'm running an Amazon light and it fucking sucks. At the very least, get a stream light. Um, very least, not O light. You need to have good cardio. You need to go to the gym. Yeah, physical um, training. If you're huge. if you prioritize this like we do, I mean, like I'm not like a super physically fit guy. I don't have a fucking six pack. You know what I mean? I but do. I do go to the Sometimes. gym, and I'm. <laughs> I'm active, you know what I mean? So I know that I can do these long hikes or like, you know, if something happened, I would be able to last my physical ability to bug out or get out of uh, a situation or even run is there, you know, um, all you have to do is just be, be training all the time. Um, Go to the gym, lift weights, the big deal, do cardio. I mean, you don't have to do a lot. I think I only do cardio like three times a week now. Um, but still you want to have that background just in case you need it. You never know. Um, but hiking and rucking are two like big, big things. They're way different than going to the gym. Just so you know, you should train, go on hikes, challenge yourself. Yeah. Cause walking on a stair climber is a lot different than like hiking up a mountain. Yeah. Like a lot different. And you and can that train, might sound, it'll help you be on the stair yeah. climber, but it's not going to, that might sound pretty self-explanatory, but like. Even then, like, walking uphill on pavement is obviously a lot different than walking uphill on dirt. Again, yeah. probably self-explanatory, but, you know, it's... Train with your backpack on. Train with your kit. If you are like us and yeah, you... Yeah, don't uh... listen to the bro vets, man. Yeah, you, man. You, you are legally allowed to have it. You're legally allowed to train in it. I mean, okay, don't go to an indoor range in your full kit and expect yeah. to, like... Have that be wearing, beneficial. You're not gonna wear body armor at the indoor range. You can, idiot. you can, but you're gonna look retarded. Yeah, go out to the desert. You know, do like uh, practical shooting drills. I know um, T Rex Arms has one. Yeah, they they literally they, have several. they literally just came out with a bunch of drills and like videos explaining them, and they have like a spreadsheet or not a spreadsheet, and they like tell a, you why it's practical to do those instead of just looking up bullshit they have a lot of experience doing that look you know if you're gonna train train in your kit 
I think you, everybody should have a battle belt. All that is is just a it's a more rigid belt than like your average belt, and it has two layers. One of them's like a in, inner belt, and then it has Velcro, and then you t- attach the outer belt to it. Yeah, that's like a two piece competition belt. Have some places to put your ma- extra magazines. You know what I mean? Have a have your trauma kit or your emergency med kit on your back. I usually run a knife there too, just in case. Um, stuff like that. Uh, dump pouch. Look into dump pouches. Oh, multi tools are huge. Have a Leatherman or a multi tool for sure. Yeah, Leatherman, Gerber, De- even a Dewalt, like a piece of shit Dewalt. As long as it's as long as you got pliers, knife, and a pair of screwdrivers on the same tool, that will get train, you through a lot. Of train things. in that. Use it. If yeah. you have body armor, which every single person, every citizen Dude, in this country Dude, run around in your armor. shit and LARP a little bit. Like, figure out mm-hmm. what chafes against you. Figure out what's loose. Figure out what you can tie down. Figure out what can serve you better. Be like, oh, well, if the if this chest rig, if I'm wearing it literally at my, like, chest and I'm pulling mags out and I'm hitting myself in the chin, maybe I should lower it a little bit. How easy is your tourniquet to access with either one of your arms? Yeah. That's something you can think about. What if you lose an arm? And you need to tie your tourniquet with the other one and no one's around you. What about if somebody is trying to get the tourniquet out of your med kit? Is it available? Do they have to go through a bunch of shit? Oh, dude, you know what's hilarious is that there was literally a video that just came out where... Oh, my God. I swear I'm on the internet all the time. I have a problem. But um, this uh, video from Ukraine came out where it was uh, Ukrainian soldiers found, like, a Russian soldier. And he had a tourniquet zip-tied to his plate carrier. Like, it was zip-tied, and there was no way to get it off unless you literally had a knife, you know? So, like, yeah, his play, his tourniquet was right there on his chest, but it wasn't really accessible, yeah. you know? Yeah, see, that's stupid. Maybe Velcro, you know what I mean? Velcro it or something, but... At the very least, like... Make sure it's accessible, you know like what I mean? Like an elastic or elastic piece of paracord that you can just, like... Fucking not, rubber not band. Paracord. Yeah, rubber bands that you can, like... And you, when you run it, you'll know if it falls out. Yeah, that's that how too. you that's why you can train it train Run in your around kit. in your kit. So do that. Um, one thing that uh, is important that we actually didn't even put on the notes here is, um, you know, have a form of communication. Uh, me and Mitchell, we always take radios out there. There's this thing oh, called yeah, a Baofangs. Yeah, there's this radio called a Baofang. Uh, technically, it's illegal to use if you have a um, if you don't have a ham radio license. Um, but you can you can legally operate um, it within certain frequencies, and you just got to look that up. I think it has like a five mile radius on it. I could be wrong on that. Uh, run, you can five mile advertised. Yeah, I don't know if that's true though. But it's good to have. A, uh, I don't think you're allowed to transmit on it unless. But you could definitely listen in. That's perfectly legal. There are emergency frequencies that you can listen to. So if there's a natural d- disaster and you need to figure out where to go or and your internet's down whatever the case may be you could use that radio to figure out where the emergency services are are leading you um and not to say to rely on the government but i'm just saying that might be useful it might be useful if you have an emergency it's totally legal to transmit on it without a license um if you have a like a life or death emergency so just uh have one of those on you learn how to use it there's tons of videos on that um train in your kit okay it's a big deal um we kind of already talked about this um but make sure you have a plan uh that's a big deal learn where you're gonna go have a (laughs) cache you know what i mean make sure you 
figure out something before it happens. And it's not going to be the same situation. You know what I mean? If you're in the Midwest, um, you know, if you're in like Texas or Oklahoma or something like that, or Kansas, you have a very real possibility of a tornado. We don't have that here in California. So what we're not, we're not going to have the same, uh, things that are immediately going to happen to us, but we do have a really big, 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 um, earthquake like we have a bunch of fault lines here yep so an earthquake could happen at any moment and it could be the one that like destroys all the infrastructure in, in la so that's something that we have to prepare for and those that situation is different than a tornado obviously we could have a tsunami me and mitchell live on the coast tsunami could come inland you just never know so uh make sure you have a plan uh according to natural disaster and according to you know what the case uh the emergency may be we might get invaded by fucking China. Me and Mitchell will feel the brunt of it. You folks in Kansas and Texas don't have to really worry about it too much. But we might feel the brunt of that. Could um, be a Red Dawn situation. It could, could be, be our own government turns on us. You just never know. But prepare for these situations. Have a plan for each situation. The last, like, the best piece of advice I can give, because it's just, it's a lot to cover, and I don't know enough about it to speak on it with true authority, is just bear independent again he has an entire playlist on his youtube called prepper classroom and they're like i think there's like 10 video 10 videos or something like that maybe even more but they're all like at least half an hour each just filled with information on a specific subject per video and they're just they're dope i I don't think i've even gotten through the fourth one but it's just an absolute an absolute shit ton of information it's absolute chad energy and all for free because it's on youtube like dude's a homie dude is super cool so i think that just about wraps it up for our first episode i hope we uh talked about some good stuff and i hope we made you laugh at some points um we're gonna we're gonna see you guys next week we're gonna try to do this weekly you know it might not work out every week because we have lead busy lives but we do appreciate you guys uh coming and listening to us and We'll see you next time. Yeah. Thanks, guys. What do you what do you have anything else you want to say, Mitchell, or final thoughts? Oh. Copy Grand Thumb and do dad advice. Uh, oh my fucking god. So that's Keith's dad advice. That's my dad advice. My make dad it. advice is don't make random sex noises in public because you'll look retarded. I disagree with you. I don't know <laughs> what to say. I think you'll look I think you should do whatever the fuck you want. This is America within the laws of the beauty of the First Amendment is you can be wrong and not get sent to the gulag. Here's I'm not saying you're (laughs) wrong. I'm just saying that I will make sex noises and that's right. Sex noises is objectively wrong speak. (laughs) Oh, man, we got to get the fuck out of here. Anyways, can I get a. Absolutely not. Yeah, can you do that for me, Mitchell? No, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to look retarded. Well, you're already retarded. Anyways. True. Later, guys. (laughs)